What's up? This is Justin Devonshire. You're listening to the Fitness Business Blueprint Podcast. This is the podcast that specializes in helping fitness professionals who are making around 10 to 15K a month to scale up that revenue to 50, 60, 70, or even 100K a month. Basically, if your fitness bootcamp box or studio is making low six figures right now, and you know you've got momentum and you want to scale up to high six figures or even seven figures and have a million pound a year business, this is a podcast that exclusively helps you how to do that. And as always, guys, I want to keep this show ad free. I want to keep the content free for you guys. So all I ask in return for this is if you could simply pass this on to one personal trainer who needs it, ideally a personal trainer or gym owner um, who is already making at least 10K a month in revenue and looking to scale to the next level, or even an up-and-coming personal trainer who's maybe not at that revenue benchmark yet, but you know this could be helpful for them now or in the future. If you could just share with one person, and if you're listening to this on your phone right now, take a screenshot, share it on your social media, tag at Justin Devonshire, and I would really, really appreciate that to help me get the word out here. So today I want to talk about the six steps, the six main core lessons I would give you if you were a, if you were one of my one-to-one mentoring clients right now, I want to let you in on the six steps that I actually teach and implement with my clients to help them get from that low six-figure revenue and scale things up. Because the truth of the, of the matter is, what gets you to a 10K a month income will not get you to the next level. This is a huge myth a lot of people believe. And this is the killer of most businesses. Because as I've talked about before on the show, what it takes to get to a solid 10K a month income in your your bootcamp, your box, your facility or studio is a couple of key things. You need to, you know, determine who is your niche market and really stand for something and be known for helping a certain type of person. You need to have uh, some really good offers in place. Uh, or be somewhat decent at sales and selling. And you probably have pretty good retention because you're a good coach, you've got some years of experience, and you're getting lots of word of mouth. And you're probably at that stage now where you know if if a, if a client comes in to work with you or, or a prospect tries you out for a week, they're going to stay. And you know if you can just get more people like that coming through the door, you're going to be able to grow your income consistently. And that's pretty much what, what gets you the basics. It's, it's good. It's some decent marketing, some decent sales and some decent retention. And with enough time, a couple, you know, a few years doing that, you'll get to a six figure revenue pretty simply. The next stage, however, requires different steps, six different steps to be precise. And that is what I'm talking about in this podcast. So first of all, the issue is if you believe, like many people tell you, many um, marketing agencies and Facebook ad experts, they tell you that to scale to the next level is just doing more of the same. What they tell you is you have to scale your advertising. And they'll say things like, scale, we help you scale your ad spend. We help you scale your marketing. Now, there's a lot of confusion here because 99% of the people teaching you that stuff, they don't have real physical brick and mortar businesses. They run usually just online businesses or online agencies. And there's a big difference between an online business and a brick and mortar business. 
The key difference really being the amount of overheads. And um, this is one thing that I've noticed a lot of these uh, marketing agencies and advertising scaling gurus don't factor in and don't really understand. And so what happens is, you know, if you're, if you're, let's say a one person trainer, or maybe you've got um, one part-time coach on your team, it's a very, very small team. And then you scale up to 50, 60 clients on your own. You hit that 10K a month mark. And then you find one of these marketing agencies who just say, well, let's just spend, you know, 2000 pounds a month on Facebook ads and we'll get you 300 clients. The problem is that overwhelms you because you don't have the infrastructure nor usually the cash flow uh, management systems in place to be able to adequately um, onboard those clients, to serve those clients. There's usually no systems in place to, for your team to know what to do with that growth. Because remember, growth of the company affects not just you mentally, uh, and the business financially, but it also affects your team. And are they confident enough to know what's going on? Or are they going to get overwhelmed? And these marketing experts don't really understand all of that. They just think it's spending more money on ads. But the stats show that 74% of businesses fail, small businesses fail, because they attempt it to scale too quickly. And what that means is they attempt to create growth in revenue and sales but they do that too fast for the infrastructure of their business. They don't have the right systems or infrastructure in place. And that puts too much pressure on the foundations of the business and it collapses. Same way as if you attempted to build a skyscraper on a very poor, uneven, soft concrete foundation, that would fail too. That would be trying to scale up too quickly. So really at this point, to scale up quickly, and not just quickly, but we want to scale sustainably. You want to scale from low six to seven figures. It's not about doing it in the fastest time. Please get that out of your head. The first lesson is to have some patience and perspective with this. It's not about scaling fast. At this point, you have to slow things down. You can scale from zero to 10K a month pretty fast, but don't expect that same rate of growth from six figures to seven figures. Uh, that's one the big, another big uh, mistake uh, in perspective that fit pros make. So with that out of the way, there's a couple of key points just to begin with. What does it really take to scale from low six figures to a seven-figure business in fitness? And the, the six key steps start with number one. Number one, it starts with a mindset shift, or what I call identity-level transformation. It's not just about a shift in mindset. Mindset is a huge topic. You need to, number one, Number one, number one, you need to create and develop and practice the mindset of a true business owner. You need a seven-figure mindset. And what that means is not just positive thinking. It's not just, I'm going to hustle hard today. You need to be able to accept the responsibilities of being a seven-figure business owner if you want to get the rewards for being one. And really the amount of money you make in life, especially at a seven figure million pound level is really correlated to how much adversity, how much risk, and uh, you, you can tolerate how much emotional resilience you have. And ultimately it's about decisions and being a leader. And it's about, it's about, can you make fast decisions with incomplete data 
or sometimes with even conflicting data. You need to be able to make decisions fast because going up to that seven-figure level, everyone is waiting on you every day to make big decisions with the future of your company direction in your hands. And you need to be able to make those decisions and you then need to have the emotional resilience to deal with the fallout of those decisions. If you make a good decision and then fast growth and opportunity comes, you then need to be able to maximize that. And if you make a decision and it causes a threat to the business, you need to be able to deal with that as well and take full 100% responsibility and not blame, you know, you can't turn around and blame your coach and say, hey, you know, Dave, it's my coach, Dave, he sucks because you're the guy that hired Dave at the end of the day. So it's really about that business, that seven-figure mindset of accepting complete responsibility for everything that happens and understanding that you will be emotionally and mentally tested because now you're stepping out of the realm of the 1%. If you make a, you know, a couple of hundred grand a year, you're in the 1% of earners probably anyway. When you start going up to a high six or seven figure level, there will be so few people in your life that actually understand the work ethic and the responsibility and the amount of overwhelm that can come across someone like that, that you'll have very you know less people to actually talk to about this kind of thing. And so that's the step number one. You've got to look into that. You've got to be studying mindset and applying it every day. Study emotional intelligence. Study leadership. Uh, because you are going to be a leader now that needs to take responsibility for all the big decisions you're about to make. Step number two is what we call VCVC, which means vision, core values, and culture. This is the foundation for growing a business. If you're going to grow a seven-figure business, you have to accept that it's going to require a team. It's going to require a rock star team. And we'll get back to a team in just a bit. But before you can have a team in place, you need, you need VCVC, vision, core values, and culture. Because as you begin to physically remove yourself at this point from coaching clients, you'll still be in the business, but you'll be more in a manage, manage, uh, management and leadership role. So as you come away from your technical role as a trainer and you physically remove yourself, you need to make sure that the coaches you do hire are still fulfilling the work in the way you want it to be done and your essence needs to still be in the company. And that's what the vision, core values and culture does. So vision, first of all, is you need to create a bigger vision for your business. This is important because after you make uh, low six figures, a financial goal isn't going to motivate you anymore. And I've spoken to so many fit pros in my retreats and my mentoring programs who maybe they start making 20, 30, 40,000 a month and they hit this gray zone where they've been fueled for years by the motivation to make money and come from nothing. And they used that motivation to push them into action, to move away from fear and scarcity. And they did it. And they finally make 20, 30, 40,000 a month. Now, though, they've hit that gray zone because now the money doesn't inspire them anymore. They don't have the same motivation to get out of bed in the morning. And that's when you've got to, what I, you've got to jump over to being inspired. You've got to jump on to what I call the inspiration train. Motivation is, is pushing away from. Motivation is getting away from scarcity, using anger and fear to fuel you in the beginning to get momentum. But once that, that need for money disappears, when you start making some, you then need to move towards inspiration. And that's moving towards, pull, being pulled towards a greater vision. If motivation is about what you can get and getting what you deserve, 
inspiration becomes giving back that which you now have in abundance or that which you've realized you have in abundance. And that's what the vision is all about. Your business has to now stand for something bigger than you, something bigger than just, you know, delivering workouts and something more than just making money. If you're in business just to make money, you won't make it past six figures because there you go. You've got some money. For a seven-figure business, you've got to think bigger. You've got to think about making an impact. You've got to think about how many more lives you can touch because that big thinking capacity will, first of all, keep you inspired to get out of work and keep building this thing. Also, it's required to inspire your team because if money is the only thing that your business gives out to people, then you're only going to attract team members who are inspired because they want to make money, and that's not going to be helpful either. So you need a big vision to show where your company is going. It's achieving something. It's making an impact. So the right trainers who want to be part of that and not just want a paycheck, those who want maybe to even even earn a bit less, but to work in a company like yours, which they can see will give them more growth and fulfillment, that is very powerful at this point. Having a vision is super powerful. It's important for other reasons too, but I won't go into those now. Then there's core values and culture. Core values are the guiding beliefs and principles that you use to moderate yours, your behavior, and your team's behavior going forward. So you've probably created some success at a low six-figure level because of two or three traits or beliefs that you've held strong. And if you asked all your clients, you know, what is it that made you work with us? What is it that created this momentum? They'd probably say it's, you know, maybe it's your, your high-level energy and you inspire us. Maybe it's is how well you communicate. Maybe it's that you're always growing and developing. Maybe it's the customer service. Whatever it might be, whatever you think are the two or three things that you're most, you've built the business on, the core values, you need to make sure those are documented now and taught to your future team because as they continue to deliver the service, they need to deliver it based on the founding bedrocks of what got you here in the first place. And then there's culture, and culture basically means implementation of all of this. So culture is vision, is, is basically, are we heading towards our vision, and are we doing so while abiding to our core values? Culture is, are we implementing and tracking that we're actually doing that? Because if you don't have implemented culture, then your vision statement and core values are just slogans. They're just political slogans that don't actually mean anything. So the culture is, you know, are we doing this and are we tracking it and are we working on it more and more? That's the second step, vision, core values, and culture. And that's huge. And so many fit pros want to skip past that and it bites them in the long run. This is really the foundations for a business that can scale. The third step then is going to be systems and finance management. These are the, This is the part we all hate, but it's the fact. At this point, you've got a service that works. You're delivering your boot camp or your private coaching or whatever it might be. And it's working because you have some certain systems in place that may or may not be documented or even conscious to you. So at this point, again, if you want to start building in a team to take over and scale the service to reach more clients, then you need to start systemizing all the things that you're doing well. And that'll be the stuff that, you know, like your workouts, your nutrition programming, your client fulfillment, your client experience systems. You know, how do you make a good culture? How do you how do you encourage referrals? How do you create a good atmosphere? You're doing certain things that you can document, list, uh, and then show and teach to your team members in the future when they come on board. 
But then you've got to identify the systems that you're, you don't have in place or the systems you've never had in place, such as maybe financial tracking, uh, you know, having uh, P&L statements and balance sheets to track your finances properly. Now, you can get away with not tracking finances too diligently under 10K a month, but after 10K a month, if you don't track your finances, it becomes a mess. And you have to know your numbers or you simply will not scale. And if you do scale, you start scaling up your revenue and you're making 40, 50, 60,000 a month. But you don't know, if you don't know what your profit margins are, you don't know how much money you're actually keeping. If you don't know how much money of how much of that revenue is being spent on your operating costs, if you don't know how much of that money needs to be put aside for tax contributions, if you don't know these things, you are going to collapse and fail. It's very, very simple. Okay, you will not get anywhere until you have that financial management dialed in. Uh, and that's very important to this step too. Step number four then. Okay, the fourth thing I'll work on with uh, one-to-one mentoring clients. Now, if you've got the first three pillars built in, you've got your own mindset and you're developing yourself as a leader to take responsibility. Then you've got the vision, core values and culture in. So future team members or current team members know exactly um, how this place works and what to expect and how to conduct themselves. And then you've got basic systems track. So your team members know what to do, how to do how to produce the result systematically. And then the finances are being tracked and, and finances being tracked is simply a measure that your systems are working well. Then we come to step number four. Now, this is where we start to attract and develop a rockstar team. Now, this is the part where most fit pros who try and scale jump to, right? They're making 10, 15K a month. They're like, I gotta hire someone. They make a fast hiring decision and it never works out. And maybe the trainer just underperforms, disappoints them, or even maybe steals from them. And we've all experienced that happening before. This is because primarily you did not put the the, the previous three steps in place. Number one, you, did, you weren't taking responsibility and you weren't leading your team and mentoring them as a real leader. Number two, there was no vision or core values for you to actually judge if they were a good team member or not. And there's probably a lack of systems in place. So they didn't really know how to do the job effectively. And you probably weren't tracking the finances to know how much ROI that team member is actually making for you. So you wouldn't even know if they're working out for you or not. But if you've done those three steps, then this part actually becomes a lot more simple and a lot more fun. So it becomes about attracting a a team. And so you need to get a few procedures in place. You need to think about how are you going to attract a team member first of all? What's your interview process going to look like or the recruitment process? What are your interview going to look like? You need to ask some key questions in the interview based around your core values and vision to know that this person is in alignment with your core values and your vision. Because the number one trick to hiring the right person is this. If their personal vision for themselves and their goals and their career does not match or align with your company vision and where you want your company to go, the relationship will not work out long term. Simple as that. You have to know your company vision, you know, if your vision is to help women, help to reduce the obesity epidemic and help women to lose weight and feel more confident, and yet you're you're potentially hiring someone whose vision is to be a world bodybuilding champion, then they probably don't have the same passion you do for the audience that you serve 
and it's probably not going to work out long term, no matter how skilled they are or how great they are as a person. So, you know, they talk, we talk about hiring for personality, not for skill, but before personality, you've got to hire for alignment of beliefs, right? Do you have the same goal? Because if those beliefs are aligned, what the, what the, what the, what the coach sees then is that by helping your business succeed, he or she is going to get what they want too. Okay. So that's, you've got to know the right questions to ask to attract those people in. Then you've got to have a good onboarding process. How do you integrate this new team member into your process? How do you train them up quickly, get them used to delivering your system with the least disruption and the fastest integration possible? And then how do you develop them over time? What's your mentorship system? How do you teach them new skills, give them new responsibilities? How are you going to you know, handle promotion in a systemized, fair, unbiased way? And how are you going to handle terminations or discipline, disciplinary procedures in, a, in an unbiased and fair way? We've got to think about all those things when it comes to a team. And the final step then, once you've got your team on board, the final step then is uh, growth, lead generation and sales. Now you've got this system working. We can now, now we can jump to where the marketing experts want you to be and start scaling up your marketing because now you have the infrastructure in place. We've got a solid leader. We've got systems in place, strong vision and core values to conduct everyone's behavior. And you've got a rock star team in the works. Now, when you start really, uh, now you can go to town and really start marketing hard. And, you know, this is another huge topic, but ultimately you want to know what's your front end offer? How are you going to attract people into your gym? Do you offer a trial? Do you offer a six week challenge? What do you do, first of all, to attract people to give them a demonstration or a trial of what you do in the gym? You've got to put that sales process in place first, a process to uh, an offer to attract people in and then an ascension system to convert them from a trialist into a back end member who stays long term. And then you go into your marketing, which is going to be primarily three streams of marketing. You want paid advertising to let people know about this front end offer um, through paid advertising like Facebook ads or Google ads or Instagram ads or YouTube ads or print ads or whatever it might be. You want organic marketing with your own content marketing strategy that you post on social media or YouTube. Uh, and then you want an endorsed traffic strategy. Let people know about your front end offer through getting content published in front of other people's audiences. So that can be the media, media publications, um, collaborating with local businesses, or even getting celebrity influencers. Um, and when you have these systems in place, guys, you're going to be well on the way to a sustainable and profitable scalable business that can reach a million pounds or more in revenue. That's the six steps I walk my one-to-one personal mentoring clients through. If you want to find out more about that, guys, shoot me a message or contact me on WhatsApp. My WhatsApp is now open for you. I'll answer every message. Just add me on WhatsApp, 00357-9680-6626. Add me on WhatsApp, shoot me a message or a comment uh, if you want to learn more about one-to-one business mentorship. And we'll go through these six steps together every step of the way. All right, guys, have a great day. And let me know if you enjoyed this podcast. Leave a review on iTunes. Take a screenshot and share in your socials. And I would really, really appreciate that. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. I'll speak to you soon.